going on, everybody? It's Richard and Jarrell with episode 12 of the Mental Matters Podcast. Episode 12. Hey, bro. I'm doing all right. How you been, Rich? Man, I'm good. I'm trying yeah. to recover, man. Yeah. I'm tired from work last night, but, you know. I ain't gonna get no breaks no time soon, bro. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, what's, what you been up to, man? We haven't recorded since, uh, I think, like, the last week of June, so we had a good... Oh, no, Okay, no, it's like the last day of June, I think. Yeah, it's like June 30th. Dang. Yeah. It's been that long? Time flies. Why? <laughs> when you having fun. Oh, man. Okay, well... Dang. So, what you been doing? Like, you just been... Sitting anxiously waiting to record. Like, what you been doing, bro? Like, <laughs> no, I've been all right. I've just been uh, trying to stay busy. Family life keeps you busy. Not yes, like it does. internal family, but you know. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, so Fourth of July was dope. Barbecue. Okay. Yeah. My sister in law was funny. She came by like the night before and dropped off like three slabs of ribs and like six racks of lamb and was like, hey, can you. Uh, like just season it any way you want to, clean it, whatever. Of course, know, all that. So I was like, make it happen. <laughs> I was like, all right. Did she even clean them? <laughs> no, nah, she left that for us. But oh, the thing God. is that, like, it was an even trade because they purchased it and we got to eat it just as much as they did. So but I felt that was an even trade. That's half the battle was cleaning it though. Like, I mean, I cook. I hate cleaning too. meat. Like <laughs> ribs, yeah. chicken. Just any type of meat cleaning, I hate doing Isn't it. Is it that you hate like the touch of it, or no? Okay, it's time consuming. It is because we're up to four in the morning. And when did you start? Probably like seven p.m. that night. My point exactly. Yeah, it's too time. If you have like a billion of people come over, yeah. But I like cooking though. So. <laughs> That's why I like you in your house, man. <laughs> so that was fun. Unfortunately, that was fun. Um, what else did we do? Well. I, in the last episode, we talked about my wife's birthday. So, oh, yay. Yeah. How was it? She had a fun birthday. She had, like, a 48-hour celebration. Like, you spoiled she, her, she too. She got, like, Manny and Petty and massages. And... But did you go with her, though? No, it was her and her friend. They went together. Oh, so, like, her I friend. Had, her friend's birthday was the day after her, mm. so they both turned. So, so you couldn't have got your feet done, I huh? could have, but mm. I was just like, I'm going to let y'all have y'all day. I'm going to stay here and play 2K. I'm going to fall back. <laughs> You in this 2K, man. I got to find time to give you these paws, man. <laughs> I'm ready for them, man. You ready for these paws? Yeah, all right. Good. I'm glad you are. But, yeah, other household work, you had to get, like, the garbage disposal replaced. And, uh, for, for her birthday, though, like I said, she did, like, the Manny Petty massage. And we went to a uh, thing with the twist, like, oh, man. like, Friday night. That's how we capped off her uh, birthday celebration. Okay. That was fun. It was a couple's painting, so I was like, I had, like, the left side canvas, and she had the right side canvas. Did you mess it up? According to her, I did. We in the <laughs> of middle, course. We in the middle of, uh, middle of the class. It's probably, like, because all of her sisters and family was there, so it was probably, like, a good group of, like, six of us. Right. And then probably, like, two other couples. So it was probably like a class of, like, 14, 15 people. And, like, in the middle of the class, she's just like, drill. <laughs> That's what not is, right. What are you doing, Jarrell? So, so she grabs her paintbrush and like comes over to my side. I'm just uh, like, I'm done. I'm like, you uh, can have all this. <laughs> gave like, up. And she was like, don't be like that. And I was like, all right. Wait, don't quit, quitter. So I was I was there, but I wasn't in control. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's her birthday. You never control. Right, right. So. Even if it was your birthday, you still got to control. <laughs> so I had, my birthday is in January, so we never get to do anything directly fun you know what's funny about that what so 
my my birthday and your wife's birthday is around the same time, mm-hmm. and my wife and your birthday is around the same time. Okay, that's actually hilarious. Yeah. My yes. God, so she probably understands. Exactly yeah, because it always like has like a crazy snowstorm yeah. or something. <laughs> something stupid happens, and it's like, like, what can we do? It just has to be indoors, so anything, <laughs> right? Anything indoors. I think last time we actually, uh, hey, that I remember we went to like Texas Day Brazil, but that was like last year. Okay. I forgot what we actually did this year. I usually just, I think most recently I went to like a prison thing on my birthday. That was like two years ago. Mm. So, yeah, there's never really nothing to do in January. No, it's never anything. Is it? I don't ice skate, so that's not. <laughs> that's not <on laughs> you mean you don't walk down the street in the wintertime? That you <laughs> Especially if it's a water main break or something? Yeah. And the whole crazy. street is ice. <laughs> gotta set some cones up. Man, look, and then I gotta go to work. Okay. Oh. Anyway. So how was it for you, man, last man, couple of weeks? Man, let me tell you. Yep. So, 4th of July was cool. Um, We had a last-minute get-together at the house. Uh-huh. We had some family in town that decided that we were going to come up for the holiday. Okay. So that was tiring. <laughs> <laughs> um, then the day after that, we got on a plane and went to New Orleans for the Essence Fest, cool. which was everything I needed to be. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Good food, yeah. good music, good vibes, and a good walk. Okay. Man. You mean like from the hotel to the event? Superdome, yeah. Okay. Like, it wasn't even a distance. Mm-hmm. It was the ramp at the Superdome. Okay. If you ever walked up that ramp, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. Because yeah. it's like a two-flight ramp. Okay. And, yeah. So it was it's, it's different than like the Joe Louis steps. It's like different. Um, it's more harder than that. I'm going to say yes, because, so, obviously, the stairs at the Joe are steeper, but it's just that one flight. For them, it's like, it's a long ramp, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you got to go up to another ramp. So, you're walking a service drive, (laughs) Basically, like I'm walking onto the freeway. Like, what is this? Because you feel like you're about to die either way it goes, so. But um, other than that, I had a good time. I got to see some awesome concerts, and mm-hmm. I got to see Daniel Caesar perform live and like three rows of people in front of me, okay. which wasn't that many if you're standing around in a random lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the Instagram video. Yeah. That was dope. Then we got to see Damien Escobar. I got to see Big Frida do her thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to see Janet do her thing, which is amazing. Ah oh, man, who else? Did you see her when she was in Detroit or no. didn't bother? Nah, not yeah. didn't bother at all. Yeah. But it was dope. Because yeah. I've never actually seen Janet perform at all, so that was a treat. To be honest, like I never used to see like why people loved her so much. And then like probably like a couple years ago I, I went back and started like looking at Rhythm Nation and all her albums after that. Oh yeah. So I was like she's dope. She's a Jackson, bro. Like I need you to understand. <laughs> because like when like when I was younger, it just sounded like she was always like whispering on her songs. Well, you know, she is always whispering. Yeah. <laughs> like, what did you say? What did you say? For the people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> For the people two rows behind you, actually. So that was cool. Uh, I got to see, man, I got to see Fantasia perform. I actually missed the chance to meet Issa Rae, and I was very upset about it. So I went to the same party she went to. Mm-hmm. But the people I was was like, we're tired. We want to go home. Uh, I was like, all right, whatever. I don't want to be the party pooper. Mm-hmm. 
So we went back, and the next morning, my wife's on Instagram or something, and she sees the video, and he's right at the same party. And I'm like, oh, come on. I could have just got my picture with her because Issa Rae is dope. Yeah. I love Issa Rae, man. Yeah. She's the true epitome of like mm-hmm. black queens out here, man. Yeah. Next to my wife. But anyway, um, but all overall, it's good, good times, good food. Mm-hmm. I got my beignets. Those are amazing. Bring some home. I did not bring anything home. <laughs> I just spent too much money on food and clothes mm-hmm. and book bags. Okay. Book bag? It's dope. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah, man. Does it have a meaning to it? It's Nigerian. Okay. And that's what we know so far. Okay. Um, it's from the company called uh, G-Day Gear. Mm-hmm. Definitely said we we'll give them a shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some awesome things. I actually got you something. I just forgot it. Okay. It's at the house. Oh, but appreciate that. Yeah, man. <laughs> but I uh, got some more, uh, more bracelets. Uh-huh. And yeah. They're really cool. Yeah. Shout out to them. So, um, but yeah, overall, SS Fest was great. Mm-hmm. Came back home on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, this past Monday, and yeah, I guess we'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So I'm just throwing all my shout outs and all of this. Just we gonna just throw all this in one segment. Okay. But shout out to the birthday fundraiser I decided to do like on that Sunday. Mm-hmm. So for those that have been hiding under a rock somewhere on Facebook, you have the option to have people donate to a fundraiser. And mine that I created was actually to support the Detroit Area Pre-Collegiate Engineering Program, or DAPSEP. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, a minority engineering program that basically exposes children to science, technology, engineering, mathematics. And that added another M. I forgot what it is. I feel bad. Anyway, I love them anyway. It's all good. STEM is the root for all of it. And... Um, we set forth a goal of $150, and the fundraiser is going to actually end next Monday on the 23rd, mm-hmm. but we've already restarted, exceeded our goal in one week, mm-hmm. so that's dope. Mm-hmm. And if you're still in the Donate is Cool, you can follow me on Facebook, or go to our Mental Matters Podcast Facebook page. The link is there as well. But we've already exceeded our goal for that, so that was very fulfilling for me because, again, if it involves them children or my city i'm always down to support that effort and it's a collaboration effort between just me uh dapsep and actually our podcast so shout out to everybody who gave in very very generous donations just to support that program but i mean that made my birthday worth it so okay. i'm excited yep. so yeah now that that's out the way you want to get into it of our mental matters for the week man yeah we can get into our mental matters getting into it you don't have no more barbershop talking up like that, right? Man, look. Well, yeah, since you've been gone, LeBron went to LA, right? I called it. Yeah. I yeah, because you know, his plane touched down. Uh-huh. So that just means <laughs> he was going to LA. Man. Oh. I, I like it. Congratulations to LeBron. <laughs> I hope they do great things. The Western Conference is about to be a very, very interesting playoff series. Either way it goes now, mm-hmm. the East is going to be. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be. Wide open. Wide open. Because <laughs> yep. Cleveland basically ran it for the last four years. So, I mean, that gives rise to what? Boston, Toronto, and. Philly. Oh, yeah, and Philly. Yeah. You put somebody over Philly? Or... Mm, you know I'm going to put over Philly. I don't think it's going to happen. 
But you don't put no refill. Of course. Go Pistons. They haven't done anything important. We got Petrullia from Golden State. We got our guy. (laughs) I was just telling Barbie this a couple hours ago. We got our guy. Petrullia going to lead us to the promised land. (laughs) The promised land. Lead you to Zaza. Yeah, and Glenn Robinson the third, right? That's it. We good. He said he averaged like 6.6 points. There it is. 6.6 points per game. That's confusing. (laughs) But they are killing in the summer league right now. They are? Yeah, they're killing. They're doing pretty good. I saw Trey Young in the summer league. Yeah. I from Atlanta, but that's the only one I can say. Yeah, he's kind of the truth, though. Yeah. Every time he throws a pass, I'm like, dying, <laughs> dying. Yeah, yeah, Donovan Mitchell uh, talking to him on the sideline. One of those games I was flicking through. So how do you feel about that? About ben Simmons getting the rookie of the year versus uh, I feel like Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell is the true rookie of the year. He did more in a, he was in actually a, harder, a rookie. In a harder place, yeah. It's actually a whole-ass rookie. Right. He never had access to practice, access to playbooks, access to you know team doctors, none of that stuff, so. Like you say, he's a true rookie, and he did it in a harder conference. He took out Westbrook, which is like, man, that's last year's MVP. And he, a rookie, took out last year's MVP with the help that the MVP of last year was supposed to get him over the top with. You know, he had PG and mm-hmm. Carmelo, and it's like a rookie took him out. So that rookie deserves to be rookie of the year. That rookie deserves his flowers while he's still living, man. Yeah. I cannot wait to see what he do next season. <laughs> Because he was giving people the business yeah. all season. Yep. It's actually funny because, and this is going to be so weird. Mm-hmm. So, you know how on 2K, yep. you get to like do the whole My Career Mode thing. Mm-hmm. So, when I first did it, for the first time ever, I did it on, I want to say it was like 2K16. And my player got drafted to the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. He was number 45. <laughs> <laughs> and I was giving people buckets, obviously. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And now here comes Donovan Mitchell, the resurgence of Utah. I'm like, I I deserve something. I called this. Look, that's it. His name just obviously wasn't Donovan Mitchell, yeah. but he was giving people the business, and he was the truth, yeah. and right. he got them a championship. Yeah. I gotta give me a Donovan Mitchell jersey. Give me a Donovan Mitchell jersey. You said you're gonna but give I'm, me one? I'm gonna get it. Okay. But I'm gonna cross the name out and put a web on there. <laughs> Either Web or Winfrey. My last name is Mitchell, so it's, it's all Nah, right. nah, yeah. nah, nah. We're gonna cross it off because I, I want the respect I deserve yeah. for my 2K time put in. <laughs> I miss sleep over that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's <laughs> um We we didn't talk about music though. There's some dope new music out. And no, I'm not talking about In Your Feelings. Yeah, yeah. That's, no. That's kind of driving me crazy. Yes. Yeah. Even though I've seen some very creative videos. The Will Smith one you sent me was the best. So. That <laughs> was the best. <laughs> he said, challenge accepted. Yeah. Where was he at when he climbed that bridge? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, that's not Brooklyn Bridge. No. Like but he climbed that thing. Yeah. I was like, really, Will? He's going through trap doors and all that. <laughs> Man. And, like, how the heck did he... Did he have, like, a drone or something? Like, if Yeah, I think so. Him, like, <laughs> I think he had a drone. That's crazy. It's like, he won, bro. Ain't yeah. nobody beating that. Yeah. I like the other one, too, where the, um, you see the, the guy locked himself out of his car. Oh. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, man. I thought he was going to lay down in front of it and just stop. <laughs> <laughs> just die. It was so stupid. Like, what? Oh, I'm not getting that. Nope. Mm-mm. 
So that was great. <laughs> Sterling P. Browns. Well, Sterling uh, Browns was good, too. He, uh, him and his TV wife. I'm going to call her Beth. Why not? But, um. I still got to watch that one. You sent me that one, too, I think. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah. Oh, no. I like the their relationship goes, man. Mm-hmm. It was funny because she reminds me of his real wife, if you ever see her. Mm-hmm. Like, dang. <laughs> he doing good either way it go, man. So, but yeah, shout out to them. I mean, shout out to Drake. I mean, he always finds a way to start some type of pop movement. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about his three-day-long album. But, I mean, I think he just broke the record for the top amount of, what is it, songs in at the top, 20 or top 50 billboards. Yeah, like the most number of songs yeah. over the Beatles. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Drake wins. <laughs> Drake does it again, folks. Yeah. And yes, Kiki does not still love him. But anyway, <laughs> that's all he getting. I kept seeing people put posts like, who is Kiki? Like, I don't. Like, is this just supposed to be like a. No, you know, my favorite. You see that one that Cardi B started? No. You have it? I don't think I Oh, you talking about the memes? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were saying It was <laughs> one that was like, no, Drake, Kiki don't love you. <laughs> I said, my mom said, Kiki don't love you. <laughs> I had to gaggle for like five minutes. Oh, man. <sighs> I think my favorite Cardi meme that I saw, there's two of them. One was the one where they put like the Walmart uh, greeter vest on her, and it was like, ma'am, my mama said, we got you on camera still. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> She started all. And she those. posted that picture, right? Yeah. Like, she said caption this or something like that. Uh-huh. And then. Yeah. Uh, she had her baby too. She did. Yeah. So what was that? A little culture? Something yeah, like that. Something like that. Yeah. I thought they. Didn't they say it was her name? Or like Belkazar or something like that? Something crazy. I shouldn't say crazy. I don't, people have meaning to this stuff. So of course. Everybody's got meaning. Some people don't agree with the way she talks or speaks, but I mean, she's truth in what she's actually saying. Mm-hmm. I give, I give my kudos to Cardi, man. She's dope anyway. She's, she's probably better than some of y'all favorite female rappers, but I ain't gonna get into that. Yeah, because some of them are absolutely trash. She speaks with heart, like you can hear. Her like, oh yeah, hey, my mama bills. I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> I got to chill. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, man, she comes with it. But and then Childish Gambino got new stuff out. Yeah. What's it? Summertime Magic. I gotta check that out. I know you sent me the fire. picture of it. That's fire, bro. Yeah. It's I'm just, got good vibes on it. It do. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. It's another song. I forgot the other one. It's something about summer, too. But it's still dope as well. Mm-hmm. I think they're both on the radio, too, by the way. Okay. Of course it is. It's Childish Gambino. But anyway, the moment you've all been waiting for, getting back to business here with our mental matter of the week. And since you are the subject matter expert for this one, <laughs> I'm going to ding in decrease so you can increase. That's the church saying. That's it. Because you're going to take us to church. All right. I just came from church. <laughs> See? <laughs> Look. I told y'all I ain't crazy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, today's topic or episode 12's topic, we are discussing why diversity matters. If you listen to episode 11, uh, topic was why representation matters. So 
The Representation Matters episode was based and rooted around why seeing people who look like you come from the same background as you, why seeing them in successful positions or um, being in places where they can affect change in the community, why does that matter? Mm-hmm. Well, this is a little bit <clears throat> different because we'll be discussing why seeing people from other backgrounds um, who may still be like underprivileged or um, may have like some type of same like group uh, that you, that other like ours come from. So it could be some people who have backgrounds of enslavement or people who come from third world countries. Why seeing them or why being um, having people from different backgrounds in your network or ecosystem, how does that affect you? And, how you go about things in life. So that's what we'll be discussing today. Um, the first discussion question I had is, what is diversity? So when I looked it up, um, I mean, I know what diversity means in my own words, but just to get like a... Give the people what they need to yeah, know. Yeah, a very, a very standard and Then you got to start with description. <laughs> got to give them the base of where it's coming from. And then you got to get your sermon. Yeah, Come on, church. So. Come on. <laughs> your new nickname is church. That's your new nickname. Your new nickname is church. That don't bother me, no, no. Cool. All right, all right, all right. All right. My, uh, my middle initial is C. C? So it, church mission. Yep. So. <laughs> all right. But, all but, right. But, but Google explained diversity. I think they used something too basic, but they said diversity is a range of different things. That's what Google used. Google? Yeah. Uh, Google's turning to Wikipedia, huh? Yeah, basically. Oh, so, I know it's got a better <laughs> definition than that somewhere. So, to me, I guess I give like, my definition from just like living life. To me, diversity is, um, it means that like, uh, it's a collection of things that uh, aren't necessarily what you're familiar with. So, for instance, um, diversity in people could mean like how we have friends well, we went to Wayne State University, so there's a lot of diversity here. And when I say diversity at Wayne State, I mean there's a great population of people who come from different foreign lands. So there's people who come from... Uh, I had a friend at Wayne State who came from uh, the city of Jordan, which is on the continent of Africa. I had another friend who was from Malaysia. Um, had friends who were from Portugal. <laughs> so all of these different places, they come from uh, diverse backgrounds. Um, and they have different cultures. So each culture has its own different identity that are separate from a different from another culture. Um, so that's what diversity means to me. It means just like a collection, or the term that some people use is a melting pot. So it's a collection of everything that's different. I was actually going to go that route. That is, because I mean, I think when we as a people talk about diversity, uh-huh. we always talk about people. Yep. But diversity is more than just people. It's the diversity of well, it's the culmination of different things, ideas, mm-hmm. people. Um, and you should be well-rooted in your own, mm-hmm. like, culture, background, and history. And that's something I think one of the things that we as a people kind of suffer at is we always talk about, you know, being black and being proud. But mm-hmm. sometimes we don't even know where that even came from, to be honest with you. Right besides the 1960s or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it goes way farther back <laughs> than that. You know, we're more than just the 1960s. This is hundreds and hundreds of years of just, like, lost and stolen cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then again, you know, one of the things about being, like, a basic human being is to understand different people and their mindsets of where they come from. Um, for example, so when I was an undergrad... I had 
classes with, especially my early math classes. I had math classes with a bunch of different people. So it was myself. It was um, a couple of people that looked like me. And there are obviously there were people that didn't look like me. It's the best way to put it right now, right? <laughs> right, right? But even the people that quote unquote looked like me had different things that I didn't have. They had, they didn't always agree on the things that I held true to or different values that I had. Or their money situation was different than mine. Or the ideas on sharing and things like that was different than mine. But then you had other cultures who either shared some of the same values as me or their ideas were different. Mm -hmm. So diversity is really, to me, a cognizance of all of that. And being able to sit in a room with different people, have that exchange, and not walking around like, F that race. You know, they don't, yeah. they don't see it like my race see it. Yeah. It's like, your own race don't see it how you see it sometimes. Right. And sometimes that makes you more prone to not share ideas and whatnot because you don't feel like sometimes you can relate to your own like environment or culture. Mm-hmm. And that can be a little bit triggering at times, too. So... That's kind of what makes, I said I was never say this in recent history, but I think that's one of the things that actually makes our country what it, what it is today. And some people don't really understand that from a, you know, I want to say this is America vibe, yep. but a lot of the stuff that Childish Gambino was actually saying in that song is, I mean, yes, this is America, like... You need to be cognizant of all this stuff in this song. Yeah. And also to the fact that this is America. Yeah. It was founded based off somebody saying, oh, that looks nice. Yeah. I found it. I'll take it. That's mine. <laughs> I Columbus did. Yeah. Not going to say what I'm talking about here. Yeah. But um, so diversity is can be good or bad. It's just how you actually, man, not necessarily manipulate it, but it's how you understand and process it. Mm-hmm. And if you process it in a positive manner, everybody has a a say at the table here, say, then I think diversity is a good thing. But there are cases where it's a bad thing, and we'll kind of get into a little bit of that thing later. So, but yeah, I don't want to take you off your. uh, No, it's good because you said diversity. Like there, there are benefits to it, right? So, right. That was that was one of the discussion uh, questions we had coming up. Anyway, so we might as well just delve right into that like when I was doing like some research like you always you always said I had like some documents or some papers open about that he got 10 books at the table right now y'all don't let him fool you no, when I, was, I see at least one right now when I was when I was strolling through uh Google just finding like journal articles and stuff like that uh one of the things that it spoke about was how so many global companies um many of the global companies that we know and that are very profitable um are the ones who actually accept and actually are pro-diversity. Um, I'll read this statistic right here. It says companies in the top quartile for racial and ethnic diversity are 35% more likely to have financial returns above their respective national industry medians. Companies in the top quartile for gender diversity are 15% more likely to have financial returns above their respective national industry medians. Companies in the bottom quartile, both for gender and for ethnicity and race, are statistically less likely to achieve above average financial returns than the average companies in the data set. That is, bottom quartile companies are lagging 
rather than merely not leading. So a lot of the companies <clears throat> that we could think of right now are probably like Google, Facebook, Microsoft, Apple, um, all these companies that we know. It seems like this article is saying that those are the companies that uh, see the benefits of having uh, a diverse workforce and have leadership be diverse. Um, even if you look at right here in Detroit, we have, we're known as the Motor City. So we have General Motors. They have the credit of being the first automotive company of having a female CEO. So they're also one of those companies that um, is leading the way. But um, I guess the question I was just asked, like in our personal lives, like I know you said, like we went to Wayne State, um, still have ties to Wayne State. Um, what are some of the ways that because these companies are benefiting, you know, purely for like, you know, profits that that's what they measure themselves on, right? Companies that are, you know, out on the New York Stock Exchange, their main goal is to make profit. And so them being diverse brings them um, to have, you know, higher profit margins is what they're saying in this article. Um, but in our personal lives, just like being in Wayne State, you know, we grew up around people who are like us, probably didn't have a lot of diverse friends. I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, everyone kind of looked like me cousins look like me of course all that stuff so when I came to Wayne State I had the experience of meeting everyone from different cultures so like I guess like if that's the same for you how did you benefit from that like coming from you know maybe DPS or charter schools and then coming to Wayne State and being a part of that melting pot like what are some of the things that well I never went to a charter school Mm -hmm. I did go to a predominantly white high school okay after I transferred Uh also middle school after I transferred so I transferred a lot because <laughs> my parents actually got divorced when I was in middle school. It wasn't for fighting. You weren't like, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I'll get into that, actually. There's some of that in there. I had cousins that always transferred because they got kicked out for fighting. Though. No, I didn't get kicked out for fighting. I was fighting, though. Mm-hmm. But that, we'll get into that right now. But, um, so, this, this is how this whole thing plays together. And we'll kind of get through, through more of our discussion, but, um... For myself, I was always the eyeball. I still am the eyeball. What am I talking about? But I was always the eyeball because, one, I was a nerd. Like, I'm still a nerd. I could totally geek out based on a conversation about, like, anything engineering-related, and we would never know where we took off from. Okay. Um, But I didn't have that, quote-unquote, environment Mm -hmm. when I was in, like, elementary or middle school. Because everybody was talking about the Jordans that came out or the latest fashion or how you was broke if you ain't have it. Right. And different things or, you know, just whatever it was. Mm-hmm. If you didn't fit in with that circle with your ideas, et cetera, et cetera, yep. then you weren't cool. Right. You were looked at as a loser. Mm-hmm. Or what was it? Elaine. Elaine. There it is. <laughs> that <Elaine>. one. <laughs> whatever. So I was the quote unquote lame, right? Uh-huh. Um, now it's cool to be lame. But that's nah, no, no, we don't, we don't, we don't yeah. go there. Dude. We don't have that discussion. Yeah. But um, so that was some of that. So I've always faced diversity, even within my own culture, mm-hmm. and for those reasons. Because one, I was always the person that turned in the homework assignments. Yep, that's you a, know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's, that's a that's a red because you had because everybody's tapping on the shoulder like, hey, hey, don't uh, don't turn in your homework so we can all be cool, right? Yeah. And then I was like, man. Eh. 
I had to do this so I could go outside and play. I'm turning right. this in, bro. Right. I'm in SmackDown. Slide. Right. <laughs> I couldn't watch SmackDown until this stuff was done. Right. So you know I'm turning this in. Mm-hmm. So I was that person. And I was probably the most hated when it was report card time. Mm-hmm. Like, man, you think you better than everybody. You got good grades. Yeah. I'm just sitting here in gym class to finish getting these report cards back so we can hoop. Like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Um... I was always the person with the with the the, the good jump shot, because okay. I had a basketball in my backyard. Okay. So I used to practice shooting from way awkward spots. Okay. Like example given, you got the back door, yep. and your basketball rim way over here. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna practice knocking that boy down, right? Because yeah. if you can make it, you the man. Yeah. And if you don't make it, it's going in the garden. Mm-hmm. So for me, <laughs> it was a perfect opportunity to work on not just my jump shot, but my jump shot from the side of the rim. Mm-hmm. That's one of the hardest shots in basketball. And I was hated for that. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I hurry up and get to the corner while we're in a, a pickup game. Yeah. And I'm in the corner training threes. And they're like, man, you think you better than us, bro? They'd be like, I don't. But I work my butt off at my craft. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes me different. Okay. And now, obviously, that didn't translate to an NBA contract. Right, right. <laughs> but I love basketball. And that's just something I had to do because that was my fitness at the time. So, I was always a person that was, I'm not going to say ostracized, but I always felt like I had a chip on my shoulder, even within my own culture. Mm -hmm. So, I always had to face that no matter what I dealt dealt with, like, whether it be in school with my grades and everything, um, whether it be what I just mentioned as far as playing sports, um, sometimes it was because of, like, Again, you have diversity within your culture, so it's not just the fact of being black or whatever it may be. It's your weight. It's the type of clothes you wear. It's how your family raises you because I was one of those quote-unquote perfect kids at the time that had both parents. Mm -hmm. Then I was quote-unquote cool because now in eighth grade, I'm living with my auntie and uncle. I'm on some like Mm -hmm. Fresh Prince type shit, right? Wasn't the case at all. But here I am going from Detroit. Now I'm living in East Point, mm-hmm. going to middle school out there. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, oh, dang. Rich is one of the hood kids, you know what I'm saying? He cool. Okay. Blah, blah, I was like, yeah, it's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be out here, bro. Like, I need you to. It's cool because I'm around my family around a lot more. But mm-hmm. even actually, you don't know the insights of that situation because. Yes, as I'm in this better environment, I don't have my parents at home anymore. So now it's a whole different ball game. I'm diverse in a different sense now. Okay. And so you go through all that, and you go to your, your Oscar and Demi, which I did, mm-hmm. and you see fights every day. Yep. Yes, I got in a couple of them because mm-hmm. I was the person, again, that nobody <laughs> liked because I turned in my homework. Yeah. Or because I wore a red T-shirt to school, mm-hmm. and I was totally oblivious to the fact that if you wear a red T-shirt, you got to be in the game. Yeah. I was just trying to match my junior shoes. I don't know <laughs> where this came from, right? Yeah. So diversity does matter. And again, it can play a negative thing. But for me, it turned into a positive because I understood those good habits of turning your homework in, doing your due diligence, studying, mm-hmm. working hard and everything. So then when I got to college, mm-hmm. I already had the habits. I just needed to keep going so I could be successful. And that's when I started to meet even more different people. Like you mentioned, of different races and whatnot. 
And because I had already experienced it within my own culture, I already knew what I was up against. It was a little bit more shocking, but it was like, all right, well, during this time, some of these mugs ain't really have my back anyway. So I know these mugs not going to have my back. (laughs) What I got to lose, right? (laughs) And um, so that's how we got where we are today. And I say all that to say, I think that, you know, the goods and bads of diversity do matter. Because if you don't go through that and you start to get like this whole culture shock thing, then that's going to just take you out. It's going to be like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm so confused. And it can really sweep you off your feet. So, but yeah. Have, uh, I guess I'll say like, have any other friendships? Like, have you seen, have you seen like yourself change based on like how you've been networking with people over the past couple of years? Like, can you see, like, oh, pre-18, I, I thought this way, and then post, you know, college or pro, post, like, freshman year of college, I could see, like, I had a different perspective on just situations in general. Like, your thought process might have changed. Or... It has. Um, a lot of it's changed. Would you contribute that to diversity or, or just being, just growing? I think so, things? because, again, I think that diversity is more than just people. It's ideas and thoughts, too. And because I thought a certain way, mm-hmm. even people within my own culture, mm-hmm. uh, some people I was really close friends with, yeah. they were on different stuff. Like some people were on this whole thing about I had to have a chase because they cold, bro. Yeah. And they did what they had to do mm-hmm. just to get these Jordans. Yeah. For me, I was the same way about education. <laughs> right. So I get the career I wanted. Uh-huh. And. I mean, really, from there, like, I stopped hanging out with some people I call my best friends. You know, because all they want to do is go play basketball all day or mm-hmm. just hang out. And I'm like, I don't have time for that because now my priorities are different. Yeah. You can have diversity in priorities now. Okay. And so my priorities are different. So now I'm doing other stuff that don't involve you. Mm-hmm. And if you get that, uh-huh. then that's cool. If you don't get that, Felicia, like I don't have that kind of time for you. Like I'm busy doing other stuff. Like I can't go to the gym all the time because I have a differential equations exam coming up, and we know how difficult that class was. Um, and you know, really from there, like I started to see my ecosystems change. Um, so I mean, I have the ones that I can just be completely nerdy with. Like you ever been to those cookouts at your family house? And you can't have certain conversations with them. And it's not because they're stupid, but they don't think the way you think. Right. Or they don't. They haven't been exposed to the same. The same things. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe that everybody is a subject matter expert at something. Mm -hmm. No matter what background, somebody, what you go through day to day, you're an expert at something. Mm -hmm. You you have a different mindset as an uncle than you do as a father. Mm -hmm. Or I'd even say a thing for aunts and mothers. Mm -hmm. But your whole mental is different and you kind of have to adapt to certain situations based on where you at. And some people don't understand that. Like I used to be the, the quiet shy kid that wouldn't speak his mind. Now I have a wife telling me like, you need to really think about what you say (laughs) before you say it, because what you could say could hurt somebody's feelings. Uh 
I'm like, well, I think they need to know that. <laughs> but this was a whole ass offensive, and uh-huh. yeah, that probably wasn't a good idea. So, I mean, now again, my mental has changed. My different thoughts, different things I do and say now are different than when I was younger because I didn't used to say anything actually. But a lot of that is due to just the experiences and things I've been through. And I've watched friendships grow apart. I've watched family relationships grow apart just because of like my diversity of thought even. So, I mean, again, it doesn't have to just be culturally, but that was kind of the biggest thing for me. So what about you? Yeah, for me, um, I can definitely see the difference between, you know, me pre-college and post-college because I, like, I watched a lot of TV as a kid. TV so, was, like, what's I could, TV? Television. Oh, I haven't seen one of those in so long. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, uh, like I could take just the situation of, like, September 11th, right? Like, that whole thing went down and the media immediately, like, made everyone who was from um, an Indian background or Muslim uh, religion, right? they made them into, you know, America's opponent, basically. And so I remember being out in public, I was like 11 or 12 years old, you know, while like America was like ostracizing everyone who was uh, a part of the Islam. And Which is also hilarious, but keep going. <laughs> and not, yeah, we'll get into that, but go ahead. Like, Don't I let me forget that one. I remember being in like those places where, you know, because um, Detroit, for people who are listening out of state who may have never been to Detroit, Detroit is a melting pot, but at the same time, where people live at is segregated. Even if Detroit is one admitted. Um, but Detroit, east side and west side is for mostly where you find black people. Dearborn is where you find most people from um, Indian, Arab American backgrounds. Uh, same for like Hamtramck. So I remember being in like Hamtramck and Dearborn and I remember seeing people out there and like they look like they had like fear in their eyes. Like I didn't know it at the time, but I was just like, how come it feels like it's like the it felt like the like the, the air had been like sucked out of like those areas or whatnot. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't it wasn't uh, a lot of like like love in those areas. It felt like for you know people who um, weren't them and all right to them because they were being you know ostracized by America. So you know they were fearful for themselves most likely. Um, and I remember like just that time, just thinking like you know like. Why is America like blaming these people for this stuff? And then like I grew up, of course, and came to Wayne State, and like some of my closest friends now um, that I made from college are people who are um, of an Arab American background. And I remember telling them like, "Hey, when that stuff went down on <laughs> September 11th, I remember like seeing everything on the news about you know they were like painting you know you guys to be like America's opponent." And they're like, "Yeah." You know, at that time, we were fearful, too. Like, you know, I've heard stories of them telling me, like, you know, they were, there were times where they had discussions with their parents, or they heard their parents saying that they were going to go back to their homelands um, because they didn't feel safe here in America. I'm sure, like, it's still going on right now after, um, you know, who's in office right now. But I just, I just remember being, like, 11 or 12 years old and being, like, fearful of, people from those backgrounds because the media told me that they were the ones who were responsible for this event 
and then to grow up, become 18, 19, go to college, be in the same classrooms, because before I was at all black schools in the inner city, now I'm at a, a melting pot school where everyone's from all different backgrounds. Being able to work on group projects with people from all the different backgrounds, seeing how we're all the same, like that definitely like allowed me to be able to think for myself and make decisions on people based on my experiences with them and not what the American media tells me. So that's one of the things that, like just that's one situation that allowed me to like, I could look back and say, hey, I was very immature in my thinking due to who I listened to previously. And then now as an adult, after having these experiences, I know for myself that um, it's up to me to decide who's quote unquote good or bad. And I think at some stage of our lives, we're all immature in our thoughts. Because you didn't know what you know current day yeah. back when you were like 10 years younger. Yeah. So the key thing is just to be open to those different thoughts mm-hmm. and understand that you're going to learn something new every single day. Yeah. Um, one of the things I heard you kind of talk about, heard all of it, but the main thing that kind of stood out to me was just about how people are treated in this country based on life's experiences and you know all of a sudden because a certain thing happens Mm -hmm. you want to treat people differently because somebody somebody did outside of this country think about how native americans felt when your ignorant ass came over here and was like oh i found it it's mine (laughs) dude what are you doing this is our whole ass homeland Mm -hmm. what are you doing Nope, I found it. It's mine. I'm going to bring my family and all my slaves over here. And we are going to build this country. It's already built. There's people here. Like, (laughs) there's whole ass huts over there. Like, what do you mean? There's like clay houses over there. Like, what are you even talking about? Mm -hmm. Mm, No, it's ours. We're going to take all of it. And if you don't want to get down with this, I'll kill you myself. And then we'll have Thanksgiving. It's like, what? It wasn't that little happy story they tried to make. Yeah. Those, like, 10-page books yep. back in the day. You know what I'm talking about. Yep, when they had, like, the... the uh, and they, they all them? sat down yeah. and they had Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> they used to draw the pilgrims with the uh, feathers in the... Wasn't it? Like, they had some type of, like... So stupid. They had, like, the Benjamin Franklin belt buckle. There you go. <laughs> the ben Franklin belt buckle. Because <laughs> like, Ben Franklin made it. That's my point exactly. <laughs> um, and it's not even your fault, but... I just hate how a certain thing may happen. And now you want to treat a whole group of people because of the way they look differently. Yep. We're guilty of it as well. Mm-hmm. I think we have a right to. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, I don't need you saying things like, I'm so sorry what happened to your ancestors because of slavery. Yep. I want to let you know that I don't agree with them. I don't care what you agree to. <laughs> Tell them to stop doing this. Like, that's what it comes down to. And so, you know, just getting back on topic here, like, the diversity of thought really does matter because, again, if you have a bunch of people running out of a fire and the fire is actually the wrong direction, they have a bunch of people running towards this fire. Yeah. It's like, stop following everybody else. Mm-hmm. Think of what your own opinions and thoughts and stand by them. Right. Because sometimes that big group of people that you're trying to follow mm-hmm. 
are 100% wrong. Right. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me how I know. I just know. And it's crazy how history repeats itself. Like, yeah, continuously. Like, just like, um, 9 11, ah, yeah. kill them all, terrorists. <laughs> terrorists. I've been living here for like the last 15 years. Yeah. What are you saying? Even, even like the. When Muhammad Ali passed, I think it was two years ago, it was 2016. That's about right. Okay, so he passed away, and everyone was like, oh my gosh, like Muhammad Ali was a freedom fighter. He had these beliefs, you know, he believed this. He didn't go to Vietnam because, you know, he said that that wasn't his war to fight. You know, he was willing to be stripped of his license to box and the way he could fight for his And family. his titles, yeah. Yep. And it's like, athletes do that today, and it's like, they take. The same. Hey, <laughs> Colin Kaepernick, exactly. you were like the same thing uh, that they ostracized Ali back in the sixties and seventies. The it's same like going now. Exact black ass thing, right? And it's like Ali just died while this is happening, and like you still can't see that you're re- reviving the same hate that you had fifty years ago to like this new athlete, and it's, it's or your uncles and cousins, and all. right? This is stupid. I don't get how it makes sense. Like, you're like ESPN's running this thing where Ali passes and they're showing like all of his great accolades. Like I said, like he was a freedom fighter, all these things. And then, like, 20 minutes later, they're like, oh, Kaepernick still doesn't have a contract. And like, you can't see that this is like the same story. (laughs) This is like 50 years later. Because you follow trends. It's crazy. Don't be out here riding trends. You know who said that. People can't see like the similarities. That entire like story, Kaepernick and Ali is like basically the same thing. Only difference is he played football and Ali was a boxer. Yeah. For those that didn't know. Yeah. But you know, I'm not counting here. Yeah. <laughs> uh man. In short, I mean, again, just don't follow trends. Like I absolutely hate people that follow trends. Mm-hmm. I've never really been that person. Okay. That's actually the reason like somebody Somebody actually approached me today about my shoes. Okay. And they're like, oh, my God, bro. Where did you get them shoes? Uh-huh. I was like, oh, I found them at Champs. And it was like, autumn months, cold. I was like, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. But I only bought them because else y'all ain't have them. <laughs> That's how I was cool with that. Yeah. Like, I don't go out and try to get stuff because everybody else has it. I've never been that person. Right. So, when these people see me pop up with stuff, they're like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like, this even the shirt. I'm like, mm-hmm. I've seen it in other places. I naturally like the shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't want it because Joe and them got it. Like, yeah. I'm not her riding trends, man. Yeah. That's the thing I feel about Jordans. So, like, yeah. know, Jordans are, like, very expensive. But it's very like, expensive. I have, like, five there. But they're the five pairs that, like, I love. You really, really love. Yeah. <laughs> like, remember when them all black uh, tens came out? Yeah. Like, the first time. Not this time around with the, uh. Like, 07 or earlier or something. Something like that. Yeah. This would have to be, like. Oh, this Probably is, like. That, right? Yeah, this is, like, 04, 05. Yeah, I was a freshman in high school. So, I had them in high school. That was 05. Yeah, because I had them going to Denby. I remember. Because mm-hmm. those was, like, my all black shoes. You had to wear all black shoes in uniform. Oh, yeah. I was I like, my all black shoes is these J's right here. I worked my butt off this summer to go by. Yeah. So I had those. Uh-huh. And everybody else was like, oh, I don't want these. I don't want the all black ones. I'm like, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> don't get these. These are really ugly. You really don't want these. <laughs> and, you know, again, I like it because I like it. Mm-hmm. And that should be the same thing for like your own ideas and so not. And I think on the reverse side is, and this kind of throws all of this together, 
respect people's opinion in their own trends. Right. Like, they're not lame because they don't rock with you. Mm-hmm. Maybe you lame. Yep. Period. <laughs> like, appreciate the diversity in the room. Mm-hmm. Like, don't ostracize somebody because they think different or they look different. Right. Because that's discrimination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do we need to look up the definition for discrimination? (laughs) I think we do. Because some people are very, very confused about the word discrimination Mm -hmm. that they don't realize they're actually doing it themselves. Mm -hmm. Discrimination. I'm going to look up the root word, discriminate. Here we go. To mark or perceive the distinguishing or peculiar features of. Even better. To distinguish by discerning or exposing differences. To recognize or identify as separate and distinct. Discriminate right from wrong. Especially to distinguish from another like object. In short, when you call somebody out on their differences Mm -hmm. and you try to shame them for it, you're currently in the act of discriminating based on a difference. Because of their diversity. <laughs> and the issue I have with that overall is, why are you mad at me? Because I think different. Maybe my idea is just as good as yours. Maybe your idea won't work and mine's will. Maybe my idea won't work and yours will. But that's okay. That's fine. That's part of being a human being. That's part of being in America. <laughs> right. Because sometimes we pick presidents and we get it wrong. Yeah. Not going to say which one I'm talking about. I think everybody has a good understanding of what I'm talking about. Some people think the past president before this one got it wrong. Mm -hmm. It's all based on what what you perceive to be your values and things that make you unique. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not even based on that, but we can be completely honest here. Sometimes it's based on some idea that they have. And yeah, you know that so-and-so is running this whole thing in the ground. Nope. I'm going to stop you right there. Crazy. Right, because at the end of the day, everybody has a job to do. Mm-hmm. And under a certain person's administration, there are so many levels before you get to the top person. It's the people on with the feet on the ground mm-hmm. that are actually doing this stuff. So, if you see, let's see, corruption in your state or local government, that's not because the federal government's leader was like, hmm... <laughs> I want Detroit to have a corrupt government. Yep. What? Mm-hmm. He had literally nothing to do with this. Right. He's all the way in D.C. and you were X amount of miles away. Yep. You're stupid. I need you to get your life together. So, again, like, diversity does matter. And to me it matters because you have to understand that everybody brings something different to the table. Yep. And it's Okay. It's cool. Like, just because they bring something to the table does not mean they're going to kill you. It's perfectly fine. Right. <laughs> and if they try to, they're you can find a reason for them not to do it. Right. Like, you can defend yourself mm-hmm. and kill them instead. Not telling nobody to kill people. <laughs> I'm just using this to make a point. Mm-hmm. You don't have to agree with everybody. Right. But you do have to respect people. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm going to say about that part of it. One thing we all have to agree on is, like, Jerk chicken is like the greatest version of chicken. Jerk chicken <laughs> is the greatest version of chicken. of chicken that I've had this year. Okay. Jerk chicken over fried chicken? 
this year, yes. Okay. But it depends on where I'm at yeah. and what I want. Did you visit Popeyes in New Orleans? I was getting all stuff. I saw Popeyes in New Orleans. I stared it down, uh-huh. and I kept going. Okay. Because it wasn't the location I was looking for. Uh-huh. I think it's like one location left okay. of like the buffet area. They have to have the buffet there. Okay. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to do it. Okay. Because I just got my eyes on this crawfish, Oh. and it looks yeah. amazing. Yeah. So this chicken will have to stay to the side. <laughs> this is the next year, a couple years down the line. Baby. Yeah. Hopefully it's still there. I also didn't get to go to Emerald's restaurant, which I'm very sad about. Okay. But we're going to make that happen because Emerald is like entire goals. Plus, he basically raised me and talking about, bam! Yep, yep. That's it. What was it? Uh, the, Kick that, it up a notch. That gives an Emerald live band. You remember that? Man. <laughs> He's played the saxophone in the studio. That's it. <laughs> Oh, I got a little more uh, discussion question. Like, have you ever studied um, other cultures? And like, if so, like which one? And like, how has that kind of you know given you uh, an outlook to be you know, more? Uh, whether did it make you be more uh, optimistic or you know where your feelings or whatever? I haven't done my true research on a certain culture just yet. Because, and I'm not chicken enough, I'm not chicken to say this, or scared enough to say this. Like, I feel like I truly don't know, understand my actual, like, culture and background. Okay. Like, I mean, I get the culture, like, where we at now. Mm-hmm. But to understand the true, deep down roots of where I come from, uh-huh. like that whole Ancestry.com jump. Yeah. No, even further than that. Like, the African Ancestry.com <laughs> stuff. I want to get to that, because... Yeah. There's a reason my skin is this color. Uh-huh. And I want to know exactly who's the individual that said, well, let's start making these babies. Right, right. I want to know who that person is. Uh-huh. And until I get to that point, I really want to remain optim Not necessarily optimistic, but I'd rather try to find that first uh-huh. and then truly like do a deep dive into other cultures, like traditions, histories, and whatnot. Okay. Now, I do have somewhat of a cognizant understanding some of my past, like some of my friends that are from different cultures, yep. you know, some of them are like, or just even people went to school, went to college with, or went to elementary, middle school with. Like, some of them have different backgrounds and cultures. Like, some of them are actually from India. Yep. Some of them are from, just from the Middle East in general. Some of them are from, you know, different countries. Some of them are from around the corner. Mm-hmm. And. At least on a base level, I got to understand, like, what they do, what they go through, and then how current day America affects them differently than it affects me. Right. A case in point given. This is totally off subject, I think, but I think you'll get me. So, to be black in America is probably one of the most controversial things in America, right? Right. Think so? Well, well I mean, it's a quick one. I promise I'll get to the point. I'll put it there, yeah. Okay. There are other people who suffer. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, what about the whole LGBTA community? Yeah, they have their fight as well. And then uh, the children who are being, you know, stripped away from their families right now down in Texas. That's it. Yeah. You have so many other people going to other things. Mm-hmm. 
that we get so wrapped up in self that we don't take time to actually look at, hey, what about my best friend that only likes guys or girls? Like, I had a good discussion, and I think I brought this up before, but I had a good discussion with one of my friends. He was actually one of my tutors in, like, the early college years when I was going through my math classes. And he was smart as all get out. That's I love that man. Even to this day, I do. But I remember, but he was also gay. And so what happened was... And we got to a discussion. And long story short, he goes, Rich, no offense, but you're not, if you were that way, you're not even my type to begin with. So get over yourself. And I was just like, Bitch, I'm trying to be everybody. Everybody loves me. You was a little offended. I was a little offended, right? But um, at the end of the day, like, different things affect different people a certain way. And the same way that we want different races to stand up behind Black Lives Matter, people in same-sex relationships or transgender relationships, whatever, need that same respect from even our culture. Because they exist in different forms forms and fashions as well. I can't even support that. You don't have to be like them to support their cause. Or to be like, hey, yo, shut up, dog. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what they're going through. Because even way back when, people got beat up for, like, trying to date somebody of the same sex. Or, like, beat up in bathrooms. Or raped. Or whatever. And it's like, they can't have a diversity of thought Mm -hmm. or beliefs. Mm -hmm. That's what they believe in. Let them do that. Leave them alone. Mind your business. Mm-hmm. It always comes down to minding your business. I, I was just that, like, I didn't realize how intense that was, like how you're saying, like, we don't realize other people's fights. Yeah. I, I visited another country. Before Where'd you go? This is in South Africa. Okay. And they had, like, we had to do a lot of research before we went, just, like, learn their customs, their traditions, you know, things like that. And so one of the themes that kept reoccurring every time we read a different journal article was how the country um, I'm trying to say it politically correctly basically they were against gay rights and so it was to the point where like people who were homosexual or lesbians were being assaulted in the streets by their opposition um, with like stones and broomsticks and anything they get their hands on and like i'm doing the research i'm like oh let me check the date did this happen like 1950 1960 like no this like i went there 2011 this happened like 2010 right <laughs> like, this is exactly. crazy like this is current day yeah so that was what i witnessed it like firsthand like wow like this is a reoccurring theme because everyone like we were going to south africa so we're like everyone's there black so what yeah, type everybody's of discrimination black, right? <laughs> what type of discrimination will they have and it's exactly. like you know they have you know, this whole thing where they're against to the point where some of the articles were saying like if men found out there was this thing where a, a group of men if they found out that a woman was lesbian, they think that they could like get her to be heterosexual by, you know, forcing themselves on her. Like 
there was news clippings like in 2008, 2009, 2010 these Over in South Africa? Yes. You know that some of your cousins and them thought the same way here? Yeah. It's hilarious. It's crazy. It's like, she can't resist me, bro, because I'm the man. Right. It's like, bro, never mind, I'm not feeling that right now. Because <laughs> I can think of a thousand insults that girls would use to shut down dudes. Yeah. But we ain't going to get into that because we ain't got that much time. Yeah. But, um... But yeah, it's just just respect other people, their spaces, their boundaries, mm-hmm. because I mean sometimes you never know mm-hmm. how your reaction might cause another reaction from them, or chain reaction in a sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've seen this, like I've seen people get like unloaded on, like ripped a new one mm-hmm. because they thought differently, because they thought that their way was the only way. And that's why companies are, I believe the companies are successful and, mm-hmm. you know, establishing a pro diverse work environment, a workplace, mm-hmm. because if you start to encourage those different discussions, maybe how to make products better or speaking up about, you know, how things should run versus how they currently are running, right, right. you start to break down barriers and maybe expose new ideas and trends that could set you up for success. Like, how do you think that Chrysler's only existing, like, really good products are the Ram and the Jeep brands? Because somebody spoke up and said, hey, it'd be really dope to have some really good off-road vehicles and some really good pickups. And they should have this on it because people like this type of shit. And they're going to be like, oh, really? Now, imagine if that manager was like, that's a really dumb idea. (laughs) And then it was like, you know what? You're right, boss, man. Yeah. That RAM never gets made. Right. Or technology never advances. Mm-hmm. And we're still using those uh, those rotary dial phones. Yeah, that would be crazy. Yeah, right? Would it? Yeah. You wouldn't know. I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> thinking about yeah, it now, but yeah, you wouldn't know because. That, that would be crazy from our perspective now, yeah. Yeah, like nobody would know what that's like. So I always encourage diversity. I always encourage like opening up like, ideas and whatnot. And because you never know what that person is going to say that may either change your mind or be like, you know what? I don't agree with you, but I support your decision. It's fine. Like, example given. I don't always agree with everything that you may say. But your ideas, your ideas. And I'll roll with it. <laughs> like, because I know you probably got something here. Because you've probably spent all night thinking about the certain thing. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I wouldn't do this, but I want to see what he's talking about. So here we go. All right. Oh, oh, that's what he was saying. Cool. So that's what we're doing. So, I mean, and I think that's important just in any type of dynamic, like, area or, like, relationship or whatever. Just be open to the diversity. Don't be so... Stupid. Okay, sure. Close-minded. Good word. Good word. Uh, I, I get a lot of like close-mindedness from like, uh, like the faces of food. Like I love food, right? Oh man. So it's like that's my. It's like getting getting people to try different things that like I've tried. It's kind of like they're like I'm not eating that. So, yeah, like, no. There's first, some things I'm not trying. Like we went like to a restaurant before and I ordered swordfish. And I was okay. Like, I, do you know what it tastes like? Well, I never had it. 
<laughs> she's like, why did you? I'm like, I want to try it. Like, I'm 26, I'm 27. Like, I never had swordfish. Like, why I'm not? Go for it. If it's bad, I'll go get some Popeyes after this on the way home. <laughs> and I'll tell them I don't like it. Like, what do you mean? And so, so I ordered it. She's like, oh man, like, let me try it. And it turns out to be really good. And I had it probably like four more times since then. And it's like really good. And like, another thing is like with food. Sushi. Yeah. A lot of people, especially like, um, my new part of the family, they tend to say like, I oh, will go to a Japanese steakhouse or whatever, like Ichiban or what was the last one? It was Sagano's, right? And then we order a batch of sushi and they're like, is it done? Is it raw? Is it, <laughs> we got to sniff it and all that. I'm like, right, it's, just eat it, yeah, shut up. It's dope. Like, just try it. If you don't like it, just, you know, pass it to the next person. Pass it to me. Like, I'll, <laughs> I'll handle that for you. It's no problem. So I always get like a lot of a lot of flack for like the stuff that I try. Like since we're going to Orleans next month, I told my wife like I'm trying Gator, and she's like, I'm not gonna try that with you. I'm like that's fine. Like you can have like a shrimp po' boy, whatever you wanna have. Like I'm gonna, try, I'm gonna try Gator. I'm gonna try craw. I'm like mystical said. I'm gonna suck the head off that crawfish. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I would do it. Like I'm gonna have fun. Like so diversity in food is like one of the things that I always get like flack. Cause I eat like anything, not anything, but like I wouldn't try. Like I even had the idea to try Rocky Mountain oysters before. If I ever, if I ever find myself in Denver or something, mm-hmm. so I'm like, I'll try Rocky Mountain oysters. You know what those are? I've heard of them. They're basically um, buffalo testicles that are fried, or they're served. Oh, okay. Like... <laughs> I mean, like I would, I would like want to like see them and like smell them, but you know they're not like. They like basically like fillet them or do something to them. They fry them and come out. They look like like fried clams. Mm. They give you like some type of like Thousand Island like dipping sauce. At least you know what I see. So you know, but I mean like I'm willing to like try stuff like that. And it's like <laughs> everyone else is like now. Nah, so remember when I said that I'm not going to agree with you on everything? <laughs> this is one of those things. But you can do whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm going to support you. I bet you. I bet you they probably taste like like clams or something. See, I don't care too much for clams. I've actually had clams. Okay. Like, I'm not too crazy about clams. Mm-hmm. Or another example given is, and I'm going to say it, chitterlings. I eat those. Those are trash. They're trash, but... I've ate them. And it's not literally the word of what they actually are. Uh-huh. I just don't like the way they taste. Or the way they smell. The smell is the worst part. For me. The smell is bad, but I don't like the way they taste. <laughs> and they always used to tell you, just throw some hot sauce yeah, on it. Yeah, put some hot sauce on it, man. <laughs> I did that, and it was still trash. I can say that. Yeah. And I went back to my Popeyes. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, I'm not a, a stranger to trying new things. Uh-huh. I was actually looking at alligator bites. Well, gator bites was one restaurant I went to. Mm-hmm. It was called the New Orleans... I think it was the Creole cookery. Okay. It was really good. They had a drink called Rolling on the River. Okay. Had to go for it. It was amazing. Okay. I forgot what was in it, uh-huh. but it would have you rolling on the river. Okay. Anyway, um, but they had gator bites. Uh-huh. And I was like, hmm, I want to try these. Uh-huh. Y'all, would y'all try these with me? No, no. I was like, oh, well, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> See, with me, I'll just be like, I get more to myself if I like them, man. Well, I'm not going to. I'm more of a risk analysis type person now, okay, okay. especially with money. Yeah. It's really weird because okay. I used to be so frugal, not frugal with money. Okay. But I was a free spinner like crazy. Mm-hmm. And my whole thing is I, I want to hang around people that don't 
mind trying certain things at times. Mm-hmm. And if I like it, I like it. Like, for example, calamari. Yep. I never think I'd be eating calamari in my life. Mm-hmm. Of course not. But I also don't, I want the strips. I don't want the whole pieces. So I see the whole pieces, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, the ones that look like french fries. Yeah, I yeah. want the strips. <laughs> if I see the I like head, the if I see the head uh-huh. dangling like that, yeah. be like, you take this back, you bring me the rings, <laughs> or you bring me the strips. I don't want this. Yeah. This is scary. <laughs> my wife feels the same way. She's like, why do they have to serve it with the... Some of them have the tentacles in there. Cut the head off my fish. (laughs) Cut the head off my fish. That's a whole other story. Some people like this. I'm not one of those people. That's all I'm saying. It's funny, though, because I know, like, my granddad, he's from, like, Savannah, Georgia. He he would serve it, fry with his head on it, and, like... My dad's from Georgia. He He tried that once. Okay. I said, Dad... Don't ever do this again. Okay. <laughs> this is a bad idea. I don't want this. I, I didn't have you know that. what I did, actually? What's that? I went to grab a knife. Uh-huh, as it was fried, <laughs> I cut the head off, threw it away, and proceeded to eat my fish. Because I made a point uh-huh. that I'm not eating no fish <laughs> looking at me. Because that's so weird. I don't want this fish to understand what I'm about to go through with its body. Because it looks so good when it's deep fried. That's, that's funny. But that's just me. My wife felt the same way. I, I tell everyone the story, like, we were having, like, a fish fry at my grandparents' house, like, back in, like, 2015. I bring my wife over. She was my girlfriend then. Aww. And then, like, my I, <laughs> I go get her, like, a plate of fish. I bring it back. It has the head on it. And it's, like, she's sitting there, and she's, like, eyeballing me. Like, just giving me the eye, like, something is wrong. That's what she's eyeing me. And I'm, like, what? You need, like, bread? You want hot sauce? You want some mustard? Some tartar sauce? <laughs> like, what do you need to put on it to eat it? Like, what's wrong? A knife. A blade. She, she's like... I need a blade. She's like, it has the head on it. And I'm like, oh, you want it all. <laughs> so I take the yes. back. I told my mom, like, yeah, it has the head on it, so give me a filet instead of a whole Filet! <laughs> and after that, everything was fine, but I always bring that up to everyone, like, my wife. That was, that was one of the funniest moments of our relationship. Because I was, I'm really just there, like, yo, like, my family's from Georgia. Like, this is how they do it. Mm. I just got accustomed to it. I've never been to Georgia, but this is how I got accustomed to it by being with them for all of my life. So That makes that's a lot of more sense, that's though. hilarious. I didn't know your family's from Georgia, so right now. Yeah. That makes all the sense, though, right? Yeah, at least my mom's side is. My dad's side is from Bama, but that's still the South. So. My dad's side is from Georgia. Athens, Georgia. Mm-hmm. My mom's side is completely Detroit. So, yep. but anyway, mm-hmm. is it all? Did we get everything, man? I think that's everything. I think you think that's everything. Yeah. I think it's a good discussion about diversity because you realize what it really can do to, at least for your mental anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, the key thing for me is, like, you have to appreciate diversity because if you don't, it can have a negative effect on you, especially mentally. Mm-hmm. Because, again... We kind of talked about this on a couple episodes ago, but if you're not in an environment that encourages you to share your ideas and thoughts and whatnot, or just your random jokes or whatever it may be, then you don't want to be in that environment anymore, even your own culture. Mm-hmm. And I think the key thing and takeaway here is to just appreciate diversity and be a part of it. Don't shy away from it. Don't try to stay with your friends that only eat chicken strips and french fries all the time like Island. Yeah, yeah exactly Piece of Texas toast in there. look <laughs> because it goes down 
But that's not my point. The point <laughs> is, it's just to make sure that you're not, you know, festering in a stagnant environment. Because diversity, with diversity, things change. Yep. Without diversity, things tend to stay the same. Yes, that's why yeah, we got to stay off these high salty foods, bro. Yeah. I'm just going to season my chicken with less salt. That's all. <laughs> so moving on. Um, so I had one more shout out. So and this kind of a new podcast alert. So um, one of our favorite people in our community, Miss Celeste. She, her Instagram is it's Celeste. And she recently started a podcast because she's actually a licensed therapist. And she recently started a podcast called Celeste the Therapist. And I think it's really dope because, you know, as we were kind of starting this whole thing, she was one of the main people that came around and was like, yeah, let me know what you guys need. And I if you want to be a, a guest on there, which we're still going to make happen at some point in time trying to figure out how to get her from Massachusetts to here some <laughs> way or another. But all in all, she is dope, and she recently started her podcast, so definitely go check that out. But also, recently gave us a shout-out on social media, so thank you for that. And hopefully, if you all are listening, you'll follow her, but you'll also follow us as well, and we can do dope things. So, that was my shout-out. Um, I don't know if we have any more shout-outs, but... I don't think we have any more shout outs. Okay, that's fine. Shout out to everybody doing dope things. Yeah. I guess everybody who goes to work 9 to 5. It's, it's a struggle during the summer months because you'd rather be outside. In the summer Look. Summer, you know, or sometimes like, 9 and 9s. Yeah. My. Oh, yeah. That's a whole different beast. God. Yeah. But you the real MVPs out here. Y'all probably making something happen if y'all working that long. So yep. um, keep working hard, man. Mm-hmm. Don't let it stress you out. And don't let that one person at your workplace get on your nerves because they're ignorant. Yep. No shade to nobody. Yeah. Maybe. No Chip Schmitz. <laughs> and none of his bosses. Yeah. Shout out to my cousin Chip Schmidt. Yeah, he told, he told me about Chip Schmidt the other day. Yeah, man. He, you ain't know he was mixed. <laughs> that's my cousin. I didn't, I didn't know he was your cousin. <laughs> yeah, man. That's my homie. My man, Chip Schmidt. My man. Come on. Yeah. Anyway. Bring coleslaw and raisins in it to the cookout. Nah, he don't bring that. Okay, okay. He bring a pop. He bring a box of Popeyes. Okay, just because he knows some, <laughs> somebody gonna eat it. He just don't bring the biscuits. He might get in trouble for killing people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some biscuits be dry. Oh, I missed the memo. Yeah. It's a whole ass comes with honey for a reason. Uh, I don't mess with the honey. I don't either because my wife's allergic. But many people may not know that. But you know now, so cool. Mm-hmm. Don't give my wife honey or I'll punch you in the face. There we go. Um, uh, so for this week, I think I spilled it enough. I hate people that are closed-minded. I used to be that person. That's why I hate it so much. So, um, do you got anything for the spill it? What you got? Uh, spill it this week. I wrote down, do what's best for you and your inner circle. So hmm. with that in mind or where I'm coming from with that is sometimes, at least for me, like, a lot of people always told me that, like, I'm always too nice. They're like, you're too nice. You go with the flow too much. Sometimes you got to rock the boat, stuff like that. So You're too nice? Yeah. I realized, I realized that. I mean, I think I've changed over the years to be that person who's always, like, you know, plays the devil advocate. Like, hey, what about this? Instead of me just saying, okay, just run with it. But um, do what's best for you and you're in a circle. Uh, I learned from, like, my experience. I've always just been the person 
Ooh. I would feel guilty sometimes if, for instance, if I was at a job and then I was going to look for another job. I would feel guilty because these people over here, you know, they're thinking I'm still, you know, down for the cause. They think I'm still, you know, 100% like all bought in. But like in the back of my mind, I know like there's a certain place in my career that I want to be. So I have to make a move in order to, you know, continue my growth, um, continue my development. Um, I would feel guilty about that sometimes whenever I would try to like make that move. Um, but, you know, as I'm growing up now, I see that, like how we said, diversity is basically your livelihood. Like you have to continue to change or else you just become a dinosaur. And we know what happens to dinosaurs, right? So, uh. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, do what's best for you in your inner circle. Um, don't let people guilt trip you into um, being basically at their pawn. Don't let people um, make you buy into things that you don't want to buy into because they don't fit your goals or where you want to be in the next few years. So that's my spillage for this week. I think that kind of ties into everything we just talked about, though. Yep. It's kind of a good synopsis. just like, you know, your inner circle is your inner circle for a reason. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you guys are going to be on the same exact page. But sometimes you're not. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Yeah. Like, everybody in your circle might be having a really great day. Mm-hmm. And you might be going through something. Yeah. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like the model of everything that we're doing. We're trying to ultimately make sure that it's cool for everybody to say, hey, I'm not okay. And everybody like, okay, cool. And actually, I'm going to share this video, but I've seen a video recently about the whole Cure Stigma um, .com website. And it was by Sterling Brown, you know, our favorite dad from This Is Us, <laughs> Mr. Randall himself, Randall Pearson. Uh-huh. And um, he ultimately said, you know, ultimately we're not experts at mental health, but one of the best things that you can do with someone, you can't cure mental health, I mean, your mental illness, but you can do one of the most important things, and that's listen. Period. Just listen. Listen not only with the, not with the intent to respond, but listen with the intent of understanding what they're going through. Because really, that's one of the first steps to really curing, like, the whole stigma piece behind like mental illness so yeah that was completely random but i thought that was definitely in my opinion shout out worthy just because people are getting it like there's so many people like your favorite celebrities that either are currently or have previously dealt with mental illness at some point especially within our culture because again the statistics says it all so i mean when these people are actually speaking up on those things it's like okay cool like they get it too they're they're making it cool as well right yeah the person who uh brought it to my attention that like it's it's like celebrities too was jennifer lewis like Mm. everybody's mom on every tv show movie ever (laughs) yeah when she said she um deals with like bipolarism that was i was like wow like because she like spoke on it so profoundly but it's like this is someone who like i've been seeing since i was probably like four years old when she was on the fresh prince yeah it's like like, it's 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 just put into a different a different light so yeah but yeah um as we wrap up um i want to encourage you all to you know not only just follow us on social media 
Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, search for us at Mental Matters Podcast. Um, same thing for your favorite listening streams on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. I'm trying to figure out this whole Spotify thing. I'm trying to get into that, see how that goes. That's somebody asked for on Spotify. And I'm like, maybe we're missing people. I don't know. We'll figure it out one day. Um, yes, that was the other thing. So if y'all made it this far, that means y'all love us first off. But the other thing is, um, I was actually approached um, by one of my fraternity brothers. And he actually leads the effort for this group called the Dreaming, the Dream Initiative. And within that, it's like a mental wealth group. Well, mental, mental wealth matters. And they've decided to partner with us in our efforts to raise awareness for mental health and just speaking what's really on your mind. And so really creating that whole community just so that you're not ashamed to actually say, hey, this is what I'm going through all day, today, and it's okay. So, um, more information on that. You'll probably hear some ad drops really, really soon about them. So, that's where that is coming from. And, yeah, looking to do some dope stuff in the future. So, I'm excited about that. So, yeah, that's all I really got for real, for real. All right. Yeah. What about, you got anything coming up, man? Coming up this What week? you got coming up? Busiest man I know. No, I'm I'm actually uh you know I'm doing like a lot of like home improvement stuff. Okay. So, uh, a couple of days ago I bought uh, some weed. another new grill. <laughs> uh, some some weed killer, so I gotta get around to like putting that out on, on the crabgrass and weeds that we have around our our place. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at Home Depot yesterday picking up some patio furniture because uh, they had like a year end sale and we don't have any like outside like seats or anything like that. Um, so. So what I'm hearing is, it's barbecue coming up. Yeah, before Labor Day and Labor Day, so yes. probably like two more big bashes before everything goes away for the fall. Yes, um, I was like I said, I was at Home Depot yesterday, so <laughs> I saw that they offered classes for home improvement. Uh-oh. <laughs> so you signed up? <laughs> I got to go online and sign up. They, there it offering, is. They're offering a class this Saturday about how to install ceiling fans, which we have ceiling fans, so I probably won't need to like actually know this because we are mm, If you want to replace so. them, Drew, because I know you. Yeah, I probably will. So that's one of the reasons. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Say what it is, Jared. Plus, plus, like if someone else like that basically comes into like my ecosystem, they're like, hey, you know, I'm sending someone to install a ceiling fan. I just, like, I'm the man. <laughs> My hand, like, oh, that'll be gonna you know, flex some 30 bucks. No, <laughs> no, okay, fair. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. Hope that goes well. Me too. I'm not doing it. I'm, I think a month later, I read the class schedule. They're having how to install floor tiles. So I'll probably go. That I way. think I want to partake in that yeah, one actually. I, I gotta do that one. Our kitchen tile is kind of not good. Are they not good or do you not like them? It's, it's it's like certain stains on them that can't be removed. Okay, so you want to replace them? Yeah, that type of thing. Okay, oh, about it's to not say like the floor is rotten or nothing like that. No. I'm about to say I've seen. Yeah. Just want some. <laughs> the floor. I'm not. I'm not that person who's just like everything has to be updated. That's not me. Like once it breaks, I'll update it. Like that type of thing. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. That's what's up. Hope that goes well. Let me know. Yep. Had to check in with you. Okay. Because <laughs> this mug gonna replace the whole house. Like. I just wanted a whole new house exactly at the same parcel. So yeah. we tore this one down. 
And now we're building a new house. What? You're like, yeah, we're, oh, man, I got my own company now. <laughs> well, damn. Installing floors, ceiling fans. And houses. <laughs> Dishwashers. <laughs> you really are a hard worker. That's what's up. Well, that's all we got. Uh, hope that you guys subscribe, check us out, spread the news to your friend, drink your water, stay hydrated, put on sunscreen. Yep. I forgot that today again. I was outside melting, waiting on uh, Rich to get here. Thank you. Make that happen. He just passed me something. <laughs> <laughs> Make that happen. Gotta hit these elbows. Mm, gotta hit the knuckles too, bro. <laughs> I wasn't going to say nothing, but. Oh, man. I went to the restroom and had to wash my hands. Yeah, you forgot something else. What's that? To put some lotion on. <laughs> Out here looking like who did it. I got it in my bag too. I just, got hot sauce in your bag too? Nah, I ain't got a hot sauce. Okay, I'm done. Anyway, <laughs> that's all we got. Check us out. We love you.